Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Joining me now to break down all the market action. How was the long weekend, Ryan Huang? Uh, pretty good. It is a short work week, and I'm glad I had an extra Monday to prep for FinTech Fest, which uh, we are the official radio station. We so are. lots to prepare, and of course, look out for us there if you are heading to Singapore Expo. Fantastic. Uh, where can they find you? Yeah, we are in Hall 2. Mm-hmm. We are going to be broadcasting live from 12 to 4 p.m. And of mm-hmm. course, we've got lots of stuff happening at the booth. So come say hi. And yeah, we've got lots to share with you. So Michelle, hope to see you there <laughs> if we've got time. <laughs> well, have a great time. Don't forget to pop by and say hi to the crew at the Singapore Fintech Festival. Let's start this morning with a look at direct deals, companies that are buying back their own shares. I think it's always really interesting to track this. Share buybacks can boost a company's share price and when a director is purchasing shares presumably it's because they think that the company's current price offers good value. So let's start with corporate share buybacks. Simcorp Industries topping my list this week. It's purchased more than $1.7 million worth of its own shares. Now this comes as uh, Semcorp Industries is reaffirming its commitment to be a green energy company. Semcorp Industries has already made a profit on last week's purchases, by the way. Its average purchase price was $4.85 a share. That's about 4% below where the stock is trading now. The next company on this week's corporate buyback list is Healthcare. Who is it and what do you think of their purchase, Ryan? Yeah, so it wasn't just... Folks like us shopping for Singles Day, you've got <laughs> folks also buying up stocks of their own companies. So looking at what we have right now, Raffles Medical Group stands out. And here you've got the executive chairman. Uh, he has highlighted that the group plans to grow and expand its patient base by offering integrated healthcare services solutions that are what he describes tailored to meet client needs. So it's looking at growth for Raffles Medical. So on that front, you've got the company buying out more shares. Average price of $1.05 between November 7th and 9th. So this uh, it, this represents about 0.07% of the issued shares out there. Mm-hmm. And also in the mix, you've got Wing Tai Holdings, the chairman and managing director, Chung Wai Kyung, continues to build up his deemed interest in the company. If you've been following our segment, he is a familiar name. Wing Tai keeps popping up now and then and mm. a sign that he is building up his stake in the company. Right now, it stands at 61.34%. So up from 60.92 based on the latest round of transactions. Indeed. Uh, Chen continues to buy shares in Wing Tai through his spouse, Helen Chow. He now owns more than 61% of the company. Now, despite Cheng's bullishness on Wing Tai, the company's share price continues to lose ground. It fell 1.5% last week and is down more than 12% over the past year. If we look at the other companies on the direct-to-deals list this week, we mm. have an agri-business, a metals company, and a manufacturer of wooden bedroom furniture. Uh, which has caught your eye. Yeah, so let's talk about that wooden furniture business. So this is LY Corporation, the founder and executive director, Tan Kui Chai, bought 460,000 shares of the Catalyst-listed company. So at a price of $0.04 per share, total price tag, $18,400. This takes a stake to 
73.36% from 73.27%. Mm. So he is putting his money where his mouth is. So it is a sign of a vote of confidence, no skin in the game, always good. LY Corporation, one of Malaysia's leading manufacturers and exporters of bedroom furniture you can use in your boudoir. So this week's director deals list includes Wilma International, Union Steel Holdings, and we just talked about LY Corporation. They're listed on the uh, Catalyst Exchange. Now, of the three, Union Steel, definitely the best performer. Look at that. It shares up 20% over the past quarter, nearly 80% over the past year. All right, I'm turning to U.S. markets now, where Wall Street drifted to a mixed finish overnight. The S&P 500, Nasdaq, they both closed in the red. The Dow Jones Industrial Average inched a little higher, but really it's the Dow that's making those bearish headlines for technical reasons. For the first time in more than a year and a half, the Dow has formed something called the Death Cross. Now, what is this and should we be concerned? Yeah, a bit ominous, a Death Cross. Mm. So this is where you've got the 50-day moving average going under the 200-day moving average. So a sign that perhaps momentum is on the down and Perhaps a warning sign for investors, I guess traders especially, looking for short-term movements. So more pressure perhaps down the road. And as you pointed out, the Dow has been on a bit of a sluggish few weeks. In fact, the third quarter wasn't too good. Despite the past two sessions being in the positive, it was not enough to drag it out of the current death cross formation. So where we have right now is investors asking, is it time to take profit even more or should they use this as a time to bargain hunt because it's uh, I guess two different schools of thought right now based on past experiences or at least patterns there have been cases where you know going in at this point especially in the bull market a death cross being formed in a bull market is going to pay off but of course um, history does not always repeat itself all the time so you have to do your own due diligence yeah, so while the death cross is usually interpreted to be bearish, some analysts say it actually signals a buying opportunity. The argument for this is that this cross on the chart often happens around the time that a market hits bottom. All right, let's take a look away from the charts right now. It's a big week. What's on your radar? Yeah, big week of meetings. And of course, the big one is going to be US President Joe Biden meeting his counterpart Xi Jinping in San Francisco. And this is all part of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum happening in San Francisco. And that meeting is on the sidelines of a bigger meeting where you've got all the country leaders talking about all the big issues. Of course, right in the middle is going to be what's happening in the Middle East. Um, and of course, what else is happening when it comes to trade tensions. So you've got bilateral ties, bilateral trade, a lot of issues to be ironed out. And of course, potential headlines to watch out for. On the earnings front, what will be worth watching out for will be earnings from the likes of Sea Limited. Mm. So perhaps a glimpse into the shopping mood online. We won't get the 11.11 numbers for Shopee, uh, but maybe some commentary about what's to come. Mm -hmm. And also, Alibaba is going to be reporting numbers on Thursday alongside JD.com, which is going to be uh, reporting on Wednesday. So 
quite an e-commerce feel to this round of earnings. Definitely. On the earnings front, I'll be looking at Walmart, Target, Macy's, other retailers opening their books this week. I have to say, Wall Street does not look like it's an optimistic mood when it comes to their results. Analysts noting many retailers have had to cut prices to clear inventory. That's not good for profits. Now, it is time for corporate news. So we do it up or down style. Let's look at the K-pop giant. Listen, I'm not a K-pop fan. Is it Hybe? <laughs> I would go with hype. I am probably a biggest fan as you, so I'm going with hype. Okay. And they are the guys behind BTS. Are you a fan of Korean pop? No, uh, not really. Besides Jay's J pop. Is it J-Pop? Yeah, yeah, J-Pop got it right. So he's one of the big um, names in the the industry. Um, So they are in the news Mm. um, because they are going shopping. They they are buying their first Latin music label. So this is um, a Spanish music unit. Worth noting because BTS pretty much out of action. The folks have been, well, many of them in national service in South Korea. Mm. So I suppose they recognize they need to diversify their revenue streams. So they are going into Latin American music, which makes sense. No, replicate what they've done BTS in Mm. other markets. Maybe it will pay off as well. Wow. So Hybe is learning to salsa. Yes, so they're behind BTS and they're behind this group called New Jeans as well. They're now moving to the music division of Exile Content and this marks Hybe's first step into the market for Latin American music which is huge. Uh, I think that's an up for hype. Up for, for sure. hype. Yeah. Uh, how's Australia's ANZ looking? All right. It is not looking so good and it's a bit of a mixed bag. Even though ANZ posted record full-year profits, there is a few nagging points to keep an eye out for. So the bright side is the institutional banking services mm. continues to push it as the surging demand for it is propelling profits. Not so good news is how it has had to come under pressure on its mortgage side of the business. So in order to get more people to sign up for their mortgages, they've been giving out more so-called cash handouts or bonuses. So that has put some pressure on their margins. So if you look at the NIMS or net interest margins, so that is down 10 basis points to 1.65% in the six months to September. And this is uh, a sign of perhaps the pressure it might come under in the next few quarters. Yeah, profits at ANZ up more than 50%. Analysts, though, worried that the bank's profit margins are narrowing. So ANZ's up needs to be taken with a note of caution, shall we say. Next up, let's head to the skies. How's Boeing looking? All right, Boeing is looking Good. Mm. So up, up and away, question mark, if many things <laughs> go well between Joe Biden and Xi Jinping. So in the mix is reports that Xi Jinping might give the green light for sales to continue for Boeing. Because right now there is a what's described as a commercial freeze for the US paymakers' sales in China. So if relations, you know, thought to some extent Mm -hmm. you could see more deals being done and there are some reports already signaling more deals could be announced as part of the whole it's a good will um, Mm. feel to his visit 
Yeah, speaking of big deals, Emirates has announced it is buying 52 billion US dollars worth of planes from Boeing. So that is a big deal as well and really a sign of how the aviation industry is bouncing back from the pandemic. So definitely an up, up yeah. and away for Boeing. Worth pointing out, it is the Dubai Air Show this week. So mm. typically when that happens, deals are announced. So we could be in for more. A lot happening in Dubai COP, taking place there at the end of November as well. Quite Ironic, um, all the plane deals done and talked about as they kind of contribute a lot to carbon emissions. That's true. But there is a lot of talk about sustainable aviation fuel and um, many airlines accelerating towards that. All right, let's look at Amazon, uh, their gaming division, shutting down two business units, laying off 180. Not a great look. It's a down for me for Amazon. What about you? Uh, Not a great look. Mm. And it is a familiar tune for Amazon, which has been cutting jobs and streamlining a couple of things. So here you've got the games division under pressure, Mm -hmm. cutting... 180 jobs. This is at least the second round of layoffs by Amazon. We've already seen it in the music streaming site of Amazon. And it is a sign, I suppose, of Amazon trying to focus on what makes more money, prioritizing its resources to its main growth engines. So also, I suppose, a bit of a year of efficiency for Amazon. Yeah. I don't like that term, year of efficiency. <laughs> Sounds really ominous. Let's check in on local markets now. The Straits Times Index dropped nearly 1% on Friday to finish an uh, up or down week in the red, I have to say. Closed off the trading session at 31.06. City Developments was the worst performer among blue chips last week, dropped 6%. The stock has lost more than a quarter of its value since the beginning of the year. All right, our last word of the day belongs to the box office. I'm heading there. I am diagnosing some signs of superhero fatigue. The last edition of the Marvel's superhero universe, called The Marvels, unsurprisingly, earned 47 million US dollars in its first weekend. That is about 100 million or two thirds less than what its predecessor earned. Market Watch writing sequels, especially in Marvel Land, are not supposed to fall off a cliff. What do you make of this? Yeah, it is. A bit ominous when it comes to what's happening for Marvel. And we have to put this into context. Captain Marvel's sequel, Mm -hmm. The Marvels, is number 33 in the Marvel Universe. Imagine that, number 33. We've had so many Marvel movies already, let alone superhero movies outside Mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe. Perhaps people are thinking it's enough. Mm -hmm. And we already had the so-called Endgame for the Marvel Universe. So it's quite tough to top that benchmark or at least top that bar. Mm -hmm. So anything else after that is always going to be facing a tough task. So this is going to be difficult to match. And if you think about it, not a lot of, I guess, stronger following for Captain Marvel. So that's another kind of down for the sequel. 33, huh? 33 installments of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How many do you figure you've seen? Probably five. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that big a fan. There are fans yeah. who will watch every single episode, but it kind of shows, you know, there is a limit to the appetite for superhero movies. People maybe have moved on to 
other things like Super Mario Brothers. Right, right. Or Taylor Swift concerts and other box office news. Uh, in the Five Nights at Freddy's, I'm a huge horror fan. I have no zero interest in catching this. Five Nights at Freddy's came in second at the box office this past weekend. I mean, it looks like there's a giant teddy bear going after people. Taylor Swift's The Era's Concert Tour, concert film, I will catch for sure, uh, comes in third. Yeah, I think it's also a sign of the times. Things are changing. You can't really judge it based on box office performance alone because Mm. of the streaming availability, right? Sometimes it's just two weeks after it's in the cinemas. So perhaps people are just waiting for it to hit the streaming services and... The Marvels, you mean? The Marvels Mm. and other movies as well. So... In some sense, you can't compare Apple to Apple back then to the early days of the MCU. Maybe now people are just a bit more, I guess, um, worried about spending at the box office when they've already spent on Netflix subscription services. Yeah, I'm not sure if that box office um, spike is quite the same as it was maybe two years pre-pandemic anymore. Things have changed. Uh, viewing behaviours have changed. But will you be catching this? Are you excited about this in any way, shape or form? I will wait for it on Netflix. <laughs> uh, we love our couches. Well, thank you so much for joining us. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.